Clippers losing the latest and greatest in the league, and you already know a touch of LeBron James. We are back. Y'all know that's right. Back again for another episode of The Who Plug. It's Faraz Mansion. We got a jam-packed show for y'all. It's Tyler here with my brother, my dog, my co-host, Faraz. How you feeling, brother? I'm feeling good, bro. You already know it's always good to get on wax, by all means. All right, let's do this. Clippers struggles continue. Man, to me, it looks like the classic too many cooks in the kitchen scenario. You got two point guards and two small forwards all shoved into the same starting lineup. And none of them are playing to their strengths. <laughs> and let's be honest. We're a couple games in. We, we all know what's about to happen, right? <laughs> Come on. It's way too much your turn, my turn. One of James Harden or Russell Westbrook is going to have to come off that bench. And it sucks. It sucks because Russ was finally back in a groove, noticeably happier, playing his best ball since he was a Washington Wizard. It is heartbreaking for Russ. I mean, I almost want to say James Harden come off the bench until that chemistry is built, right? Because you don't want to ruin what Russell Westbrook has been building so yep. far. And I mean, it was working. It was working, you know? Yeah. Four South Central LA guys all reuniting in Los Angeles. This was supposed, even to, be a, this was supposed to be a love story. You know what I'm saying? It's supposed to be a rom-com. But <laughs> Ty Lue has been dealt a bad hand. Like you mentioned, this is some fragile egos in the mix. Russell Westbrook, he, he's you can lose him very quickly. <laughs> you send him to that six-man role. We saw how that just went across town. Is he going to do that with James? After, like I said, he came in to be the guy again. I don't know. It was interesting. Did they even really need to make this trade? In my opinion, probably not. But the real thing I'm going to be watching for now that you can't move backwards, the trade is done, is who does step back? And I'm not talking about just who Ty Lue chooses to remove out that starting line. I'm talking about in role and shot attempts. I have a feeling it's going to be Paul George. You already had the Russell Westbrook relationship in OKC. He wants to see this team do well, and he's the most giving type personality on this squad, but that's not what they should do. Like you mentioned, he's number two. Ty Lue already called Kawhi number one. That leaves Russell James and one of them's going to the bench. You have too many foundation pieces, right? But not enough supporting pieces. It's great to have foundation, you know, but too much foundation. You ain't got the rest of the house, you know? I'm sure that, that thing is sturdy as hell, right? But at the end of the day, and that's why we always talk about a team versus a collection of talent, you know, and there's definitely a strong collection of talent here. I would compare this situation to the 2004 Lakers. I mean, it's not too far removed from where we are right now, uh, where you have a bunch of stars, some of them, you know, a little not in their prime, falling a bit from grace, right? Thinking if we just get more stars, that'll solve the problem. But at the end of the day, you need role players. You need the balance of egos more than the balance of the talent, right, uh, to, to, for a team to be able to function. I think that's what it comes down to for the Clippers. Ty Lue is a great coach, even more so. Ty Lue is a great manager of personalities and egos. So if anyone is prepared to do that, to take on this task, it's him. But I just felt it was a bit short-sighted in making this goal for James Harden. Yeah, and I don't think James Harden is the fall guy. That's not what we're saying here. No. He's still a top five passer in the league. He's still an elite microwave scorer when in rhythm. But I am worried about the fit. Yeah, the demeanor exactly. when this South Central reunion, Steve Palmer is picking up the tab on eventually sours. How is he going to act then? Is he going to pull his Houdini trade act? Because if he does that again, he might find himself on the outside looking in. James Harden of today is not James Harden of 2017. I think everybody realizes it. 
And I think James Harden realizes it, which is why he forced for his move out. And he wants everybody to know I'm still 35 and 8 if I really want to. But if he doesn't have the opportunity to prove that or prove he can at least be a productive player in the league, it'll be easier to see him out the league than in it for another five. Yeah, because, you know, he's he's not the veteran minimum. He, he's not going to hang on like Melo did. Nah. That, that's not going to be James. Nah, nah. Speaking of James, we're going to talk about another James also in Los Angeles, right? Are the Los Angeles Lakers, Ty, still too LeBron James dependent? Man, when you look at this situation, the plan going in, Darvin Ham opening the night, he's coming out, he's saying, yeah, we're only playing him 30 minutes a night. You know, that's the plan that me, his doctor, the front office all agreed on. But you lose a couple games in a row and all that goes out the window. <laughs> and that's where the yeah. Lakers found themselves right now. They need Brown to play to win these games. The team around him simply isn't good enough to get away with anything less. He's the only starter with the positive net rating. And even with him blatantly taking plays off, chilling in the corner on a MacBook, his presence and gravity on the court is severely needed for this squad. Absolutely. Absolutely. You said it. And I mean, at the end of the day, until AD pulls his weight, until AD pulls his big boy pants up and says, <laughs> hold on, I'm not just 6'11 for no reason. We're going to continue to have these conversations right now, based on availability, based on consistency. It looks like the Lakers are not getting what they're paying for in Anthony Davis. The championship in 2020 always makes everybody take a step back and forces everybody to get to have patience. We're currently three on the fourth season removed from that championship, right? AD, man, something's got to give, brother. If you don't step up, I would not blame the Lakers for trying to find somebody else to pair LeBron James up with. Because this, at this point, in year 41... This is not fair to LeBron. <laughs> yeah, exactly it really isn't. And it's not, not fair to NBA fans. That's why it feels right. like sometimes people get too hard on AD. But, bro, we just want to see LeBron have a chance to compete. And you're holding him back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Gosh. We're all fans. He's top two all time. We don't want to see him still having the greatest 34, 35, probably 36-year-old seasons in NBA history. And you are the one holding him back from really contending. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and now LeBron's soft. already. I was, and now he is soft, and now LeBron's already banged up after taking Katie's bony ass knee to the shin. So we're gonna <laughs> see if he keeps playing or not. But, bro, listen. Shouts out to Gilbert Arenas, man. He's a huge Lakers fan. This man is like, as long as D'Lo is cooking, I'm gonna stay watching. And hey, man, <laughs> listen. They got they got a couple cats like that. Let's not forget D'Lo, former All Star. Roy Hachimura, a guy with a lot of potential who we don't know what he can do with number one or number two option uh, minutes and shots, right? I mean, there's guys on the team who can get buckets and bunches. But again, the way the team is currently constructed, it's constructed around a LeBron James 2 or maybe even 1B to, Le to Anthony Davis's 1A. And right now they're not getting that from Anthony Davis. And if they continue to try to get the 1A from LeBron James, they're going to get a 0A from him his ass gonna be on the bench <laughs> injured facts facts and he's still putting up his 25 8 and 5 so it's it's there and i think he's just warming up because he was playing a lot of 30 minutes even though that like i said he's been playing 40 <laughs> 38 now so um, we'll see man the lakers had a tough schedule out the gate it's gonna ease up they gotta start stacking some wins if they really want to be content 
All right, y'all, let's get into this. I'm really excited to talk about this. CP3 for six man of the year. I'm leading the campaign, y'all, because he's looking amazing in Golden State. He started 1,200 straight games in a row, but he's moved to the bench and hasn't missed a beat. That's right, man. The fact he shot the ball so terribly and still has had this big of an impact for Golden State is amazing. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we see Chris Paul continuing to prove everybody wrong, the haters, the naysayers, even the people who weren't haters and naysayers, just just questioners of how it was going to work, like myself and you over here at the Mm. Hoop Plug, right? Chris Paul showed us, man, one way or another, the point God is going to come through. Man, Jordan who? Pool what? (laughs) Pool pirate? Nah, man, it's CP3 time, and uh, he's making a push for sixth man of the year. I'm with you in support of that. Um, he's giving them everything that they need, everything that they never had before with the second unit. And even at yeah. times with the starting unit, Draymond's a point forward, but I'm sorry, he's not Chris Paul. And there's a certain level of calmness that Chris Paul plays with at age 62 that uh, cannot be duplicated. <laughs> no, that's facts. And it really is the glaring difference between Jordan Poole and Chris Paul. Like, it's just the impact. Poole yeah. was giving you the points that look good on the paper, but the intangibles that Chris Paul comes up with. You've seen him almost single-handedly make game-changing plays in the fourth quarters and yep. late-game situations. So you look at the Warriors and their big weaknesses, which is always the turnovers. I've said it once, I'm going to say it again. And the minutes without Steph on the court. But CFE has fixed both those issues. Check out these numbers. Chris Paul on the floor and Curry off. The Warriors are outscoring opponents by 10 points. That's crazy. They were losing every minute <laughs> last year. And now... When they two play together, Chris Paul and Steph, that number is plus 18 points. It's too early to say this trade worked out, but if they are going to keep this up, man, it it looks like it will. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. And I mean, speaking of trades working, speaking of, you know, not expecting things to work out so well, we got to give some love to Philadelphia, man. In the post-Harden world, 76ers have not missed a beat. Ty, break it down for the lovely fans sitting at home, man. Man, I'm just watching these games, some of these Sixers games, looking at Tyrese Maxey play, man, thinking, wait, is he already better than James Harden? He's putting up 26 and 8. Harden hasn't put up 26 and 9 since the pandemic. Yo, Ty, I think we could probably find the episode. I think the real fans of the Hoop Plug can dig through the archives and find it. But it was like 2019. I'm talking first year plug where you were like, yeah, Tyrese Maxey, he's the truth. A lot of people don't really know about him. This was was when he was still in college. And I remember the name stuck with me because I'm like, Maxey, I never heard that one before. Tyrese (laughs) Maxey, that's an interesting name. You know what I'm saying? And seeing him, I remember him balling out during the COVID restrictions, getting a 30 ball when like Embiid was out and Tobias Harris was out and Ben Simmons was out. He was the only guy. And I was like, okay, that this, this name registered. Ty mentioned him to me in 2019. I'm seeing it in 2020. And here we are in 2023, 2024, the post James Harden era in Philadelphia. I mean, Tyrese Maxey, the definition of give me a foot in the door and I'll do the rest, <laughs> you know? No, he's been amazing. And I was high on him, but I didn't even see 26 and 8. I'm not going to lie to you. Not before this season and definitely not after college. But, bro, what he's been able to do and what Joel's been able to do on pace to lead the league in scoring for the third year in a row, 
30 year in a row (laughs) and they have the league's number two office bro the sixers are looking elite i don't know what it is with philly sports right now but they up i can't lie they up sixers have been amazing they won six of their first seven games let's see if they can keep it rolling Philadelphia is lucky that the Sixers are an actual respectable franchise. It's a good thing we're not talking about any teams like the Eagles or Phillies. <laughs> I can't really even cares about the Phillies, right? But the Eagles, you know, those guys. Oh. But, you know, I got to I gotta give my love to the Sixers. Like you're saying, they're looking solid. They're clicking on all cylinders. And maybe, just maybe, Joel Embiid cements his name in history as an NBA champion this year. Who would have thought it would have been removing a former league MVP, former league leading scorer, former multiple time all-star and all-NBA player to do that. But right now, the momentum is up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to do it for another episode of the Hoop Plug. But guess what? That is not going to do it. For EvanAlexanderGrooman.com and the Hoop Plug's beautiful collaboration, man, if we're talking yeah. about the best place, hold on, I stand corrected, the only place. For your men's hair care, skin care, grooming care, all in one. EvanAlexanderGrooming.com is the place you want to go. That's right, y'all. Make sure you guys plug in that promo code hoop underscore plug underscore for a smooth. Is it 20%? 20%, baby. Yes, Two zero. That's right. 20% off at checkout. Till next time, for us, let them know where we put that flavor. As always, guys, put some flavor in your ear. Peace. Peace.